one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon-perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at olivenjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy, this is the Four Center podcast feed. I'm getting Absent for another edition of Spotlight Star Wars Episode 95, and this 
is a waiting game. Normally, we try to release Spotlight Star Wars on uh, Sunday mornings. Maybe you have a cup of coffee, some bacon eggs, and your Sunday paper, and you listen to me monologue to you directly here on the Force Center podcast feed. But today, uh, trying to get this out a little earlier, releasing this, if you're listening to it relatively live, you might be listening a couple days later. This isn't a live broadcast yet. Um, but I wanted to talk about what everyone is talking about this week in the world of Star Wars, and that is Han Solo, as in Solo, a Star Wars story, as in where's the trailer, and what does that mean? Why haven't we got one? Clearly Kathleen Kennedy's messing up. Clearly Star Wars is failing. Clearly this movie is a bomb waiting to happen, and they should just shut it down now, not release it, and all those fun questions that come out of just a trailer not yet appearing so i want to talk about that but i don't like to get into some of the uh, dirty gossip and i've heard things you probably out there have heard things i've heard some rumblings i've uh, i've i've seen and heard legitimate questions being raised about hey why aren't we seeing this trailer sometimes the answer though might just be simple And sometimes the answer just might be they wanted to wait for The Last Jedi hype to die down. They wanted to see uh, where uh, the early Black Panther hype was going to go. Obviously positive, but like, do we want to get crushed in that wave or let that subside? We got the Super Bowl. We got Good Morning America. They got a lot of ways to do this. Plus, I don't know if they have to be in a hurry. People are going to see this movie. Solo, I don't think, is going to do well as other Star Wars movies as of late just because of its position on the release schedule. But you never know. This could be just a great, fun Star Wars film, something that people maybe wanted more uh, coming out of The Last Jedi, whether you, you liked The Last Jedi or not, or you like me and you absolutely loved The Last Jedi. It was a deep and kind of a, not slower in terms of pacing, but just kind of, you know, uh, a slow churn. It grew on your heart if you loved it and, it, and it bored a hole in your soul if you didn't love it. So maybe Solo comes out and it's a fun romp and everything's great. And uh, the movie makes more than people thought. It's still going to do well. No one's going to be crying at Disney. So I say all that as a preamble to to say I don't really want to dive in to... Kathleen Kennedy and Lucasfilm and what's going on. Uh, uh, you know, There's some fair questions to ask about that, but this isn't that. We're going to get the trailer. There is a trailer for the movie. It exists. This is a movie coming out that needs promoting at some time. It's just the way it is. Uh, though there, you know, it's interesting that official photos haven't really come out. Uh, uh, we just got that f- official synopsis, which didn't really shed any light, particularly on any of the new characters. A lot of it's been kept under wraps. And I think, I think as a starting point to what I want to say, a lot of what we're feeling about the solo trailer, this anxiousness, this trepidation, this worry as Star Wars fans, even those who, who are excited for this film, and I am one of those people, and have been, um, is, is, you know, is, is, is any of this delay have to do with what is on screen? And we know that there was a director changeup. That's very public, and we've talked about it here in Force Center. I've talked about it other places, and it will be part of this story. When the book is written about the making of Solo, a Star Wars story, the unofficial book, I should say, uh, this will absolutely be what's happened. And I've heard some of the rumors. I've heard that this was, in fact, a 
not too funny, like, ha, 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 wow, that's too funny. Just like, it didn't work kind of funny. I've heard that. I've heard that uh, time and time again to the point where you start to, you know, if not believe it in full, accept that it might be the case. So we start from that as fans, and we hear that, and so naturally, questions raise. But we're getting this trailer, and there is still fear and worry and apprehension and trepidation and all those fun words to say into microphones. But when this trailer comes, what could go wrong? And maybe now as we wait, and it is a waiting game, and excitement is building, anticipation is building, whether or not it's a a tease on the Super Bowl, whether or not it's the full trailer Monday, anticipation is building. But what could go wrong? The first thing I think we start with Han Solo, Alden Ehrenreich. I feel for this kid. I feel for this kid already. There's no way he's going to make everybody happy. And though I have not heard much in the way of plot details uh, in terms of rumors and scoops and behind the scenes set leaks, any of that stuff, I've, I've not heard a lot. I've avoided it when possible. Leaked set photos I try to avoid as best I can. Um, but in terms of Han Solo and Alden Ehrenreich as Han Solo, I've heard one thing over and over again. It's nothing to do with plot, so don't feel like I'm spoiling, please. That it will be a, quote, different take on Han Solo. That's even after Ron Howard taking over. And that this, you have to remember, is a younger Han Solo. How young? You know, we'll find that out. How young compared to A New Hope? We will learn. But this is a different version, not just because it's a different actor, but it's a different time. Maybe something in the writing's different, something in the story turns him. And, and I like that idea. I can accept that idea because this is Han Solo before he decides to get behind something. Now, interesting enough, though, you know, he got behind something. He saved Chewbacca, and we're going to find out how. So it was always in Han, right? There was always good in him. He's more uh, machine now than man, twisted and scoundrelly. Um, So it starts there. And that's the biggest thing that could go wrong. Is we like what we see. We like the Falcon. We like the action. We get some story elements that we're excited for. But we look on screen and and think, whew, that's not Han Solo. And that's the dangerous. That's the dangerous side of this. Ewan McGregor pulled it off with Alec Guinness and Obi-Wan Kenobi, but I understand the arguments and the counter, uh, the counter to that being like, hey, you know, we weren't as familiar with Obi-Wan Kenobi and uh, familiar in the sense of he was on screen for a very short time. Han Solo has been in our lives up front and center for a very long time. And again, it's easy to say we're all... Worried, not worried, but, well, you know, worried for Alden. If if you have a heart. Oh, this poor guy. What a task. But he agreed to take it. He's getting paid and getting paid nicely. So we will see what he can do. It does rest on his shoulders. So that's the first thing that can go wrong. But I guess I ask behind that question, behind that thought of, of, of hey, that could go wrong, what, what kind of leeway are we going to give him? What are we willing to give him in terms of, hey, you know, he's doing a great job. We're used to Harrison Ford, but I like what he's doing here. It's separate. It's new. It's different. We're okay with it. At what point do we go that direction? Or at what point do we just go, ooh, no, 
this is a failure. Now, I imagine some people, and I actually honestly don't think a lot of the Force Center listeners, I think a lot of people are just gonna, are already thinking that, and they're not going to give them a chance. Just There's just going to be a, a small percentage of, of your audience. And you have to be willing, as, as a creative team and a company, to burn a little bit of your audience. I understand that. We're going to do this. We're making this decision, decision to make this solo movie. It might upset 5 to 10, at most 20% of the audience will deal with that later. You know what I mean? Sometimes you just got to commit to the idea with confidence. So, But how much are, are we going to get behind him as fans? How much are we going to give him? How much leeway? One, what, does it, what, what, what will it take to say this is done wrong? It might be tone, which is why, you know, the Lord and Miller stuff, if you believe even a small percentage of it, that they were trying to make an Ace Ventura movie, not even Ace Ventura, like Ace Ventura 2 movie. Like, if you believe that even for a, on a small level, and again, we, we don't know that. We, don't, we haven't had that confirmed. Um, then, yeah, then I would worry because that's maybe not Han Solo. Han Solo's funny. Harrison Ford was very funny throughout the, the original trilogy. And I, I think in Force Awakens really was par- probably the funniest thing of that movie. I love, I love a lot of his lines and moments. He's still Harrison Ford. He's still Han Solo. So I think it, it starts with tone. I think, I hope at least, that we don't need actors to, in, in this kind of situation, to do a direct imitation, impression, and look exactly like what Han Solo would be. Uh, go to Indiana Jones. Sean Patrick Flannery on the TV series River Phoenix on uh, with Indiana Jones and Last Crusade, right? The opening of the movie. First 15-minute sequence, maybe 10 minutes, right? We all loved it. I think generally as, as fans, and I'm a big Indiana Jones fan. He actually, I would say, is my favorite cinematic character. We got it. You got River Phoenix bringing the tone, a little charisma, saying things that we go, yeah, that's what young Indy would do. Because again, it's a hard bar, right? It's our expectations of what we think a younger character would be. But that's example. River Phoenix, does he, does he look exactly like Harrison Ford? Does he look like young Harrison Ford? Does he sound exactly like him? Does he have every mannerism down? No. No, I, I don't think River Phoenix does in The Last Crusade. Same with Sean Patrick Flannery on the show, but... Uh, Young Indiana Jones Chronicle, but with River Phoenix particularly, it was there, right? And for that amount of time, you bought it. Now, that is an opening of a movie, and then we quickly fade in to Indiana Jones and Harrison Ford. We don't really get that chance in this movie. So if the trailer feels off in terms of tone, if the same charisma and presence isn't there, that might be the problem. That's the biggest worry. And it's going to be one that's hard to overcome. The next would be the story elements. And we'll see what we can get from the full trailer or whether or not it's a teaser trailer. I think if we're going to get anything during the Super Bowl, it's tiny, tiny. Just, uh, hey, tomorrow, tune into Good Morning America. I think, uh, I think that will be the case there. But, 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 um, we should be able to get some kind of sense of the plot. I think that's the next worry. 
I am okay in general with, say, a Kessel run. I am okay with learning how Han and Chewbacca came to be friends in a life debt together. I, I can um, get behind meeting Lando and maybe even seeing Lando with the Falcon first and Solo winning it. I, I, I'm all for those classic Star Wars Han Solo plot points. But if it seems like there's no meat in that stew, and that's the only thing we have there, is these nostalgia blips and these don't you wish you always knew how this happened? If it's just that and that's all we get from the trailer, that would be a worry for me. I want some of that there. I'm sure some of that will be there. Maybe we even see the, the, the dice. But I want to get a sense of what we're in for. What is this about? Heist movie? Crime movie? Uh, car race movie? You know, what kind, of, what kind of plot do we have going on here? Uh, that would be a worry if, it's, if, if, if we're not seeing that and we're not getting that. We know there's a plot. I, uh, I've heard as well that this is a great script. That story came out a, a, a year or so ago, that this is one of the best scripts ever um, for, any, for Star Wars. So, and, I, and I trust John Kasdan and Lawrence Kasdan. I mean, Lawrence Kasdan shaped Han Solo in Empire and did what he could in Jedi, tried to kill him, uh, and then did it again in Force Awakens. So the, Lawrence and his son, I trust, I trust implicitly. Um, the third worry, and I'm no particular rank, this isn't a Star Wars ranked episode. Uh, the third worry is if it, if it seems as though, hey, we, we got Alden Ehrenreich, is, he's doing his best, uh, we're on board enough, but what, what's around him? And the plot is okay, but what's around him? If we are first glimpse at Donald Glover's Lando Carusian, doesn't work. If Amelia Clark's character seems uh, not to be too strong or, or not strong enough, or and we're like, ah, that's just the mother of dragons, you know, we can't get past that. I think if the how, what surrounds Han Solo is going to be one of the things that makes this movie good and successful because there's going to be enough spotlight on poor Alden. And if we can give him some some wiggle room, give him some leeway, and then we we real you know then we can look at what's around and go, all right, maybe this main course isn't our favorite, but it's good enough to eat. But I love uh, I love the mac salad, I love the salad itself, I love the dressing, I love the cookie, I love everything else, right? Uh, so if the trailer doesn't give us that sense of comfort, I'd be worried as well. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want Salon Perfect Nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny System, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny System with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what big wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey, it's Sharon, and here's where it gets interesting. Raise your hand if you want salon perfect nails for just $2 a manicure. Yeah, me too. With the Alvin June Manny system, you can say goodbye to expensive services that take hours and hours and love your nails more than ever. I would know I've been doing it for years. Get 20% off your first Manny system with code PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. That's PERFECTMANNY20 at alvinjune.com slash PERFECTMANNY20. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Other than that, I can't think of the big things that I personally am worried about. You guys might have some things. And I'm not talking about the folks that just, hey, just don't think this is a good idea to do this type of movie. That's not this discussion. That's a fair a point and a fair discussion. And maybe, maybe after the trailer, that's, that's a bigger discussion. But we're getting this trailer, we're getting this movie, and I think in general... Even after The Last Jedi and all the controversy, I think people want this movie to work. People want to get behind it. And a lot of pressure on a trailer, a trailer that has not shown up yet, that is late by the standards of the day in terms of promotion. You would have to do uh, uh, some research that I just haven't done right now. Because it's a nice, beautiful Saturday afternoon here in Burbank, and I'm doing a lot of different things. But there is probably the research out there of of when trailers back in the olden days, maybe even as uh, you know, even as uh, late as as the the ninety late nineties, early two thousands of of when the promotion schedule was. I used to work in a movie theater for a very short time. Worked in a couple, my hometown, and then and then one down here in Los Angeles. So in my time there, and this is limited, you know, limited research field here, uh, was this is maybe a period of seven months in my life, back in the summer of 1998. I, uh, I don't recall, it's a different time. I don't recall, say, you know, um, a movie, a big event movie in that time period 
and I don't recall a trailer for it a year out, year and a half out. Um, teaser maybe, but you didn't you, you didn't hear teaser trailer even as much. Uh, you just heard trailer, and then second trailer, ooh, a new trailer. In fact, when it came down to the Phantom Menace, I we know what the movie came out in May. Doing the math, I'm thinking aloud here. I was working. Uh, the, at my, at my day job, the one I started and lasted 17 years in, uh, started that in the fall of 98 after I moved to Los Angeles. And I recall in, during that time and shortly after the new year, I'd have to look up the dates, but that's when I first saw the Phantom Menace trailer. So we're, we're talking from May of 1999 to earliest, earliest it could have been would have been November of 1998, because that's when I was starting to work um, at the job in Northridge, where I was at that time of my life. And I distinctly, I was already working that job when I first saw the trailer. So that scale alone is not too far off from what we're dealing with with Solo. Now, times have changed. Teaser trailers, teaser posters, official images, not set leaks, but official, official images. Um, international posters. We saw it with The Last Jedi. We saw it with Rogue One. We saw it especially with The Force Awakens, with first uh, trailers and uh, you know teaser trailers showing up well before the movie was set to be released. So yes, Solo is behind the schedule of the day. But call me old, old-fashioned and naive, I'm just not too worried about a movie coming out in late May, that might do its first major promotion the first week of February. You have all of February then, all of March, you have all of April, and most of May to really sink your teeth into the promotional stake. To the old days, that doesn't seem bad. Now, especially with Star Wars, especially with Marvel and DC, where, you know, the first glimpse almost comes, uh, comes out the moment uh, someone thinks of the idea. We're going to do an Aquaman movie. Here's Aquaman. When's it come out? Three years from now. We're just used to that now. And again, that's the way. So Solo's behind that standard. But I think, give or take a few weeks and maybe months, it is not that far off. So therefore, I'm not worried in that sense. You might be, and that's fair. The Last Jedi, other big event movies, the Super Bowl. January is not a huge movie month historically. Um, Bringing the trailer out at this time doesn't necessarily seem like a given. So if you're out there in the world and people are having a good conversation with you about the solo trailer. And they're saying there's something wrong. There's a reason they're not showing you this. Uh, Solo's going to fail. You know what? They might be right. Time will tell. Time will prove that. But on the eve of maybe our first glimpse, and perhaps a day or so out from the time of this recording to when we first see the trailer... We'll find out, right? 
I'm going in with an open heart. I'm going in, giving Alden a little bit of elbow room to do what he can do as an actor, to bring life to a different version of an all-time classic character. And I'm going to give Ron Howard and even Lord Miller and Lucasfilm the benefit of the doubt that they have come up with a fun, exciting Star Wars movie and that they were confident in it. Confident enough in this movie to keep it in its May release. They didn't feel rushed. They didn't feel like they needed to move it when Deadpool 2 moved there. They're aware of the Avengers being around there, the Infinity War picture. So let's try to go in with that. Now, Joseph, Jennifer, and I may see this trailer and say, all right, the evidence has been presented to the court. And we have a problem. I hope, though, and I believe that I'll be able to turn to the judge and say, while I rest my case, we got ourselves a fun Star Wars picture. We'll see. I use the hashtag Spotlight Star Wars on Twitter to talk to you guys directly on this show. You can use that hashtag or uh, you can follow me at Catnapsuck. You can follow us at Force Center Pod um, and ask me a question directly. If you want to talk to the, uh, us on the main show, use hashtag Force Center. So here we go. Just a couple little things. Colin W. at Flowers for Alderaan. So sad, but so heartfelt. He says, hey, first time stoned to seeing The Last Jedi. Go for it, Colin. God bless you. And I ask you, where does wipe that nervous expression off your face, 3PL, rank among the most, quote, Leia lines of all time? Nerf herder. I guess someone get this walking carpet out of my way. Aren't you a little short for a stormtrooper? Same jacket when greeting Han Solo in The Force Awakens. I say, I say it might be top ten. It's not uh, overly witty. She's got had more wittier lines as a character and a performer. But in in the moment, and when you take into effect Leia and three PO's longstanding working relationship and friendship, even. That's a funny line to me. I think, though, get your head out of your cockpit to Poe Dameron ranks higher and is definitely top five. But that is that is a great thought starter, Colin. It almost as if it would be a good Star Wars ranked. Adam Nowakowski checks in at Doom underscore Metal underscore Guy. Doom Metal Guy. Adam always has some great questions for us here on Spotlight Star Wars. He asks... With all the speculation surrounding Star Wars Rebels from the start, are you afraid of another rift in the Star Wars community after the release of the final episodes? Saying, you know, what if no one dies? What if Ezra isn't Snoke? And then reminds us, hashtag speculate responsibly, which is what we try to do here in the Force Center podcast feed. So, Adam, that is an interesting question. Right now, I... I I don't have a lot of confidence that Star Wars fans will ever agree on anything again. <laughs> In truth, though, actually, I think most of us are still the fun-loving, supportive Star Wars fans that we were before The Last Jedi. But yes, the tone of fandom in general has changed. You know, at least the, the hardcore fans. And I, and I love and respect hardcore fans because guess what? That's what I am, too particularly with Star Wars, particularly with Game of Thrones and some other things in my, uh, you know, entertainment life. We all have things we're really passionate about, but there is a difference. The, something has changed. There's a tone and tenor in the water, 
And I could see it from when I was working at Screen Chunkies and uh, when I was doing some work with the Collider crew there. You know, like, you could just see it. Feel it. It was coming at you. Not just in the YouTube comment section. though that's, that's always been a dumpster fire. But on Twitter. Um, in other comment sections. Instagram. Where... I could post a picture of Ryan Johnson at a Q&A where I was fortunate enough to go because I love the movie and it's Ryan's birthday and we're blowing out birthday candle cake for, you know, candles on a birthday cake for. And people in my comment section were just nasty about it. Just nasty to Ryan, nasty to me, nasty to the fandom. And that, I didn't see that after Force Awakens. I didn't see that after I loved Rogue One and slightly changed my opinion on parts of the movie, but still overall love it. But hey, there's things... I didn't get Instagram comments on burn Jenner so down. I didn't get that. But now I do. Now on some of the other Star Wars shows I appear on, I get jumped on for being too agreeable. Which is funny because I'm actually can be can be hypercritical on some stuff. Just ask me about space whales or puffer pigs. But I choose to do it in a positive manner. I choose to do it in a celebratory sense, right? That, that's what we kind of want. Doesn't mean I can't debate it. Doesn't mean I don't want to debate it. Doesn't mean we don't get into some discussions, particularly here in Force Center, about, you know, hey, what's this? But it's like, it's like why we do Star Wars counseling here. Why Joseph does that show. Like, you know, we're Star Wars fans. We... We uh, we want to uh, you know we want we want to enjoy this and if you don't enjoy it eh, maybe you should step aside so you might have a problem but let's talk about the problem when we do Star Wars counseling live we've had a chance to do it a couple times in some panels we, generally people get the tone but occasionally you get the person with their arms their arms crossed defensive mad about something in the EU or mad about uh, you know the direction Disney's taken and, and they won't change their mind and that's fine. But when it comes to Rebels, Adam, I think we might be up for a little more, a little more of this uh, tension. Um, I think it's a little less. I don't think as many people watch Star Wars Rebels. But yeah, again, there's a big buildup, which is good, right? We want buildup. We want in anticipation and expectation. We want those things in our Star Wars. That makes it fun. Rebels is good. That's why we have a lot of hopes and dreams riding on its end. But yeah, uh, the endings, uh, Kanan might die. Kanan might live. Kanan might become one with the Force. He might become Caleb Doom again. Ezra, you know, he's not going to be Snoke, but maybe he is. And maybe that would anger some people. Maybe the fact that he isn't Snoke will anger some people. There's going to be answers. I look at the upcoming eighth and final season of Game of Thrones. You know, it's, it's straight enough from the books and really kind of always has, I think, from definitely second season on. It's its own entity, but it's still following a path. They can only hide behind that for so long because in, in season eight, they're going to answer questions. They already began answering questions and people were unhappy. One example I, I, I go and I think of when I go to Game of Thrones is since season one, and since, you know, the books have been out obviously a lot longer, but just talking in terms of the TV show coming out 2011 and just Game of Thrones, Song of Ice and Fire fandom exploding. Since that point, it was like, 
Oh, that wall's going to come down, right? Oh, that's going to be so cool. I wonder what's going to happen. Is it going to be magic? Going to be a horn? Going to be a dragon? Ice dragons? Is it going to be the Night King? All these kind of things. And then when it happens, the Night King takes an ice dragon because he kills Viserion and reanimates this dragon and, and burns down the wall with some frost fire. People didn't like it. People were upset. Not everyone. But there was a vocal minority like, yeah, saw that coming. And that troubled me. For seven seasons, you're speculating, or six going into the seventh season, speculating and hoping and anticipating and wishing, I want that wall to come down, and it comes down. And you think, eh, I knew that was coming. Rebels will run into that. Rebels will run into that because we are going to get answers. And when you get answers and you close the door and you close the book on what fans can speculate on, they're going to get a little toasty. Now, again, a couple years ago, I don't think there'd be as a problem, but just everything has changed. Everything has changed. But here at Force Center, we're going to stay the same. All right, Adam? All right, Colin? All right, anyone listening? We're going to stay the same. We're going to have some fun. Joseph and I are on the call. We're on the ready to break down anything as fast as we can. Should have dropped during the Super Bowl. Excuse me. The big game, the professional football championship contest. Uh, we're we're going to uh, on call for that. And then uh, if, if not, uh, we'll have our normal show Tuesday morning, the big show, the main show, the superstar destroyer of our fleet force center. We'll talk solo there. We will dive on in. It's here, whether we want it or not. And I think we want it. It is here. That is it for now. That is Spotlight Star Wars here in the Force Center podcast feed. As I said, you can follow us at Force Center Pod. We have an official Facebook page. Like us there. We are on a lot of different pod, uh, podcast uh, formats and, and, and uh, providers like Podomatic is what I was trying to say. Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, iHeartRadio. It's great to be on there. So check that out. And Google Play and iTunes. Rate and review. Subscribe. Support us on Patreon if you want at patreon.com slash force center. Don't forget we have t-shirts at tpublic.com slash force center uh, slash user slash force center. That's a longer one. But you know where to find them. Look for tpublic and search force center. Guys, I'm going to get ready. Going to eat some potato chips, some dip, and enjoy a big game and an even bigger trailer. We'll see you next time. May the fourth thing kind of sort of always powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts.
Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com.